0: Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Well, good evening, and thank you for joining us this
1: evening. Uh, you're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. I'm Lee Preston, and I'm here tonight with my wife, Shay. Good evening, Shay.
2: Good evening everybody.
1: We are uh, getting uh, a little bit uh, cool. It's uh, cooling down here in San Antonio again. One minute we're uh, in the the warmth of what seems to be spring and the next minute we're freezing again. So I don't know. I know Shay likes it cool, but I'm ready for it to be warm and kind of stay that way. So we'll just be uh, we'll be enjoying this cool weather for a little bit longer. Tonight we are going to be talking a little bit uh about another kind of difficult topic it is the topic of hurting wives wives who've been hurt by their husbands they either their sexual brokenness or otherwise uh, we'll be talking primarily about their sexual brokenness this evening uh and how that affects a wife but you know some of the things we may speak about tonight may absolutely relate to a wife who just is Having struggles in her marriage. Maybe she's not feeling like her needs are getting met or maybe she's having struggles, uh, feeling loved by her husband. And so sometimes that's, uh, the, that some of the things we'll talk about tonight can certainly apply to that as well.
2: Well, because when you're talking about hurt, um, hurt is hurt, you know, broken trust is broken trust. And, you know, when the, when hurt comes along, it's just a little, maybe a little notch difference um, in what the pain is and, and how it affects you, but regaining trust and looking at bitterness and all of that are, uh, pretty much the same for any hurt.
1: And I think that's a great point. Um, I think bitterness and, and resentments are some of the hardest things to break in a, in a marriage and in any relationship really. And they tend to come around when there's been a disappointment or when someone's had their feelings hurt or they've been let down by something. And so resentment and and bitterness tends to love to come into the place of hurt and pain. And so we'll talk a little bit about that tonight. I'm going to pray first because we didn't get a chance to pray before we got started tonight. And so let me just pray and then we will jump in here. Father, I just pray tonight for... Your words and your will. And I thank you for Mark and I thank you for Shay and just, uh, the, just putting all of this together tonight. Father, we just need your words. We need your touch. We need your love in this because, um, it's difficult. It's hurtful and it's painful to go through disappointments and pain of someone else in our lives. Someone who we had such high hopes in our marriages and then something happens and it falls apart. Or it seems to fall apart. It doesn't seem to be the same picture as we'd hoped it to be. And so, Father, I just pray for your love to come rushing in. That's really what we need, is we need your love to show us how to love others, even when they don't meet our needs, even when they hurt us, even when they don't respond well to us. But I thank you, Jesus, for loving us enough to meet us here tonight, and we praise you for who you are. We praise you for being our great healer. Our great comforter and our great counselor. And we ask that you help those who are listening and uh, give them your words. And even those who aren't listening, may you draw them to the radio if they need to hear something that we're talking about tonight. We pray for those hurting wives out there and those hurting husbands, Father, those husbands who are stuck in, in brokenness or sin. We praise you, Jesus, for being our hope in Jesus name. Amen.
2: Well, and I just want to say that you know, speaking of husbands as well, there's, you know, with sexual addiction and pornography and, and all of that so prevalent that, you know, you're even talking sometimes about a wife that has gone into that and the husband that has been hurt. Sure. And the reason that we chose this subject is because, uh, we have a, an upcoming retreat. That's going to be this next weekend, the 27th through the 29th. No, I'm sorry, the 27th through the 1st. And, oh, that's true. um, and it is called Journey to Joy and it's sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. And so we just kind of wanted to just start looking at some of this. Um, there's a song that we share at the retreat and we dedicate it to the wives. And it's just a really special song. So we want to start out uh, the show just listening to a portion of the song. And we want to dedicate it to not only the wives of husbands that have a sexual addiction, but also wives just that are lonely and sad and maybe have, have experienced some hurt in their marriage.
3: Yet love is way too much to give us lesser things. Cause what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? In disguise, we pray for wisdom, your voice to hear, and we cry.
1: that's uh the song that we we do for the beginning of the journey to joy and it's um just got a lot of great words to it um i just i think it's it's just appropriate because i think sometimes what we have to learn in this in this life even though it's not always a great place is learning how how we allow god to make blessings out of our deepest sorrows How we allow him to take our biggest wounds and turn them into our best, things that are best for us. We are also a call-in show if you'd like to share a situation you're in or if you'd like to share a bit of your own testimony with us tonight. Or even if you have some questions about perhaps uh, your own pain or your own struggles with uh, a husband or a loved one who's had struggles with with uh, sexual brokenness, please don't hesitate to call in. Our number is 210-340-9585, and we would love to hear from you. You're also welcome to email us if you have any uh, questions about the upcoming retreat, the Journey to Joy Retreat. Uh, you can email us at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. This uh, retreat was born out of uh, the work we do with men who struggle in same-sex attraction or sexual brokenness. Uh, you know, a, a man gets uh, caught up in a sexual brokenness in his childhood usually, uh, struggles with pornography, struggles with uh, compulsive masturbation and, and sinful sexuality. And hopes it all goes away when he gets married. And then he gets married, and that struggle continues. And so he's trying to figure out how to make that work, yet he continues in his own struggles. And his wife gets hurt along the way in the process because his sin causes her pain and shame and causes her to doubt who she is. And that's part of the biggest uh, place, I think, that a wife has to go to is, how do I find my worth in Christ when my husband struggles with sinful sexuality.
2: Well, it is hard to find your, your, uh, your worth. I mean, because if you start looking at, I think one of the, the biggest things that is hard for a wife to overcome or for someone to overcome is, is learning that this other person's sin, this person that I am, I have, have committed to become one flesh with, that I've married and I've made a commitment to God, that his sin does not reflect on my worth. His sin, no one else's sin, establishes or tells you what your worth is. Only God does Absolutely. only God defines your worth, and so I think that is a hard thing because so many times i'll walk, I'll talk to wives and I'll talk to women and and I'll see that you know, wow, they feel less than or it brings up some of just some old wounds. And it's kind of like you describe, you know, taking an anchor and it just kind of dragging along the bottom of the ocean, you know, and just drags up a bunch of junk. And that's kind of what someone else's sin that you are committed to. You're in a one flesh union, that it will, it brings up a lot of your own stuff and your own pain. But I think the one thing I would want to to tell wives and to tell anybody out there that's feeling like this is that you know really look into why is it that this other person's sin my husband my my boyfriend you know sometimes in this today's society there's a significant other and that's a whole nother topic but um you know, but why is it that this person's sin is somehow defining and changing who I am? So it's important to look into that.
1: Sure. Because if you, if you take it at its, at its surface um, meanings, then you have a man who is looking at pornography or he's having sex with himself through masturbation. And that immediately tells a wife, "Well, he thinks less of me because if he can look at another picture of a naked person and and have sex by himself, then that must mean he doesn't really want to be sexual with me, which is the kind of the beginning the initial shock of the whole situation is that particular meaning is well it's something about me he doesn't like something about me when if you can really get to the to the more the to the deeper issue. He really doesn't like him. It's really him that he's struggling with. His brokenness is what's causing this sin to rear its ugly head. It is that he doesn't either, either he doesn't understand what real love feels like, or he's used sexuality, broken sexuality, fulfill his own needs and whether they're, and if it's usually not because of sex, it's usually for something else or he uses this to create his own fantasy world of who he he is in his own mind versus who he sees himself to be so the broken place there is is not that it's the wife who is the less than but yet that's what it feels like in this process
2: and so and so how would a wife go about finding out why she why she feels that way
1: well i I think she probably could say pretty quickly that her feeling is is that he doesn't love me very much, right
2: well, but that's what she, she feels, yes,
1: and so kind of walking through that process is okay, he says he if he does this, he must not love me very much, whereas if we go deeper, then what we end up getting is we find. That it isn't that it's, it's, that he doesn't love her very much, it's that he may not know how to love her very much and helping her understand that process. Okay. Well, why don't we, uh, let's read a verse here, uh, that I think sometimes it's helping us find a place of, of trust. I think it's hard to to trust a man in this position. It's hard to trust him in his brokenness. And so wives start to struggle with how can I feel close to a person? How can I feel good about myself? How can I see anything good in me if he doesn't want to be with me, if he does these broken things? And so I think part of the first process is trying to, to understand how we begin to trust in the Lord rather than trusting in the husband or the person that's hurting. And, and I think a good, a good, uh, verse to start with is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. You know, I think sometimes in this process, a wife turns to her husband to want to try and get him to help her feel safe again, and he just may not be in that place.
2: True. I think that one thing I was just sitting here thinking about is, you know, she she wants desperately for him to acknowledge her worth and to just change, you know. But um, – i don't know i'm just thinking you know why is it hard for wives to come and leave their husbands alone at home like for instance you know sometimes we when we do the journey to joy you know why is it hard for wives to just to just let go and to seek healing for their hurt
1: well i think one of the the most difficult reasons is that a wife Sometimes feels like she has to be there all the time to watch and to see what's going to happen. She feels like she has to be his watchdog. Like if I'm there, then I at least know what he's doing, or at least he's not doing it because I'm there, uh, doing his sin, whatever that is. It's hard for her to get away. It's hard for her to say, I want, I'm going to get away from this situation and go get help for myself because if I could just get him to stop doing what he's doing, then I don't have to worry about it so much. Which I think is a, is a bit broken, uh, because it really isn't a wife's responsibility to try to heal her husband. Nor is it her responsibility to be his watchdog. It's very hard to be someone's watchdog because what that does is it causes her to feel responsible for everything he does. And in that process, then he begins to, she begins to, to rearrange her life based upon him. Uh, is if he's going to be home, then I need to be home. If he's going to have free time, then I want to make sure we plan something during the free time. If um, if he is going to be on the computer, then I need to be sitting there with him and. And all those things can be okay in the beginning when he's trying to find some, some freedom and some recovery. But, but that begins to get tiring after a while. And one of the things that we really try and help wives understand in the journey to joy is how do, how do I let go and allow God to be the Holy Spirit to my husband? Um, it's almost like a friend told me one time, when I was asking him to pray for someone and he said, allow God to love that person to righteousness. And I think what is so wonderful about that is that when you allow the Holy Spirit to love that person to righteousness, then you're not the one that's required to make sure they're doing well. Uh, I think what happens is a wife becomes that person who watches over and makes sure that her husband is going to a group or in some sort of counseling. And, and what that really is, is her desperate attempt at trying to protect herself. If I can keep him from doing something, then I don't have to hurt.
2: Well, and that's what I was just gonna, I was just going to talk about. Um, I just want to say, you know, you use the word you use the term watchdog and you know, I don't want people and wives to feel like, you know, we're referring to them as watchdogs in a negative way. Sure. It's more the action um of you know, of being there to try and guard everything and I just wanted to talk a little bit about that is is really those actions to sit there and you know, to make sure, wow, you know, I can't really go out with the girls and go play bunko, you know, because while wow, he might he might get tempted. He might, you know, go and start looking at pornography if I'm not there. Um you know, and doing and so it really starts affecting your own your own life. And I was sitting here and I was thinking about the verse in the Bible that talks about guarding your heart. And, you know, there's a way to guard your heart, but if you're doing it in a way, you're never going to build up trust, I guess is what I'm trying to say. By, you know, by making sure that you're there to make sure he doesn't do, look at pornography or if he doesn't go and masturbate or if he doesn't, you know, get on, you know, Texting and chatting with, with other women and stuff like that. You know, you're never going to build up trust that way. So can you talk a little bit about ways that, you know, steps that you can take to, to just kind of release that? And so the root of bitterness, cause I think that sometimes what happens is, is that the wife gets so protective and so scared about what might happen, and I've got to make sure he doesn't do this, that it ends up being an anger. You know, I'm thinking about the, the song we just listened to. It says, you know, we, I cry out in anger when I cannot feel you near. You know, it's, I mean, I just hear wives saying, you know, where was God in this? You know, I married this man, and where was he? You know, where is he now? And so I'm just wondering, can we talk a little bit about that, about how you can build up trust and how you can, um, just kind of re- regain some of that for yourself, irregardless of what, dr- what steps and directions your husband may take. Sure.
1: We're- um, when we come back from the, gr- the break, we'll talk a little bit about trust. And I do, I do want to say real quick, uh, the, the term watchdog was not meant to be derogatory. It was really more of a, of a statement to a wife who just might be feeling tired. You know, because watchdogs can feel tired after a while. They can feel like they're worn out from watching, from looking, from guarding, from being on guard at all times. And so I'm just praying for that wife out there who feels tired. We are a call-in show. Please don't forget to call in at 210 340 9585. When we return, we'll keep talking about building trust in a marriage where there's sexual let brokenness. Let
4: him in my life and my heart. Your love is done its part. Now let him rain in my life and my heart. Your love is done its part. No, let him rain in my life and my heart. Your love is done its part. Now Let him rain in my life in my heart Your love is done its part Your love is done its part Now Let him rain in my life and my heart Your love is done its part Now Let him rain in my life and my heart Your love is done its part
1: Well, welcome back. We are returning from a break. You're joining Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. And tonight we're talking about help for hurting wives, uh, talking to wives whose husbands have had some brokenness in their lives or sexual brokenness and have caused some pain and hurts, um, and just beginning to look at that and and looking at trying to to help wives understand what do i do with this you know certainly there are options there's options to leave uh there's options to stay and stay in bitterness or there's options to try and figure out how to love a husband uh, even when he's hurt me and that's the process of uh, that we're trying to talk about tonight. We have a, a retreat coming up uh, this next weekend, Friday through Sunday. You're welcome to go to www.journeytojoy.org. That's journeytojoy.org. And uh, sign up if you'd like to come this weekend. It's a great time for wives, a lot of healing. Uh We really hope and we pray that the Holy Spirit takes over and does his thing during this uh this weekend, and it's to really try and help wives understand what do I do when hurts happen in my marriage and I don't know how to stop them. And we were talking right before the break about trust and how do we rebuild trust. Isn't that where we kind of left off? Yes. So trying to build trust, I think I, I want to try to read Proverbs 3, 5 again. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I think... Trying to build trust in a person is like building a sandcastle. Uh, it sticks around for a while until the next wave comes through and knocks it down. And so I personally think that trust is more in a, in a heart than a person's actions. I know that actions are, are a big part of who we are and what we do, but I think learning how to trust someone is is easier when we trust in the Lord first. And I'm not making it, I don't want to make it sound easy and make it sound like there's some sort of uh church answer there that says, oh great, Lee's telling me to just trust in the Lord. Okay, my husband's hurt me, he's done these things, but I guess I just have to trust in the Lord. I'm not really saying it in that way, but I really do appreciate this verse, and I think it's about... Anytime we have to learn how to trust someone who doesn't respond the way we want them to, who doesn't do what we need them to do for our lives, who who doesn't seem to fulfill or come through, I think it does come down to how do I trust the Lord in all my things and with all my heart and with all of my ways, and how do I trust in him more than my own understanding? Because certainly when a wife is hurt, her own understanding is this man is hurting me because he's looking at porn or he's broken my heart and I just need to be away from this. And so when we do that, then we put our trust in ourselves and in our own heart. We put our trust in what we believe about a situation. And I think trying to build trust is is working in a process of how do I trust God for this person rather than what they seem to be doing.
2: Okay, so can we take uh, just another leap out there into... um, I'm just kind of wanting to look at questions that wives may have, things that I've heard and questions that people have asked me. Sure. And one of the big questions that I get is well, why would I need to go to a retreat when this is his issue? It's not mine.
1: Because we are one flesh, and his hurts cause you hurts, is what I would say. And his pain and his struggles and his brokenness has caused you shame that you now have to deal with. And as you talked about earlier, I oftentimes use the example of a of a an anchor that's thrown overboard to try to stop a moving ship. But as it hits the bottom of the ocean, it drags up everything in its path. It starts to drag it along. And as you're raising the anchor, the next thing you know is all your past is now being dragged up. Maybe you weren't the prettiest girl in school or the cheerleader or and I don't mean you weren't pretty I just mean maybe you didn't even maybe you didn't think you were the prettiest girl in school or maybe you weren't the cheerleader or maybe you weren't the girl who got asked to prom and now you have a husband who seems to be in his brokenness choosing you second again because his brokenness is his first choice. And so what that does to you is it reminds you of all your hurts and of all your pain and all of your brokenness. So unless you deal with those things, then his brokenness is bringing up your past again. And so it's going to hurt worse, and there's going to be a greater depth of hurt because all you're going to be able to see is your inadequacies.
2: So you saying that his sin and his sinful actions... Just start re-wounding. It's, it's things from a person's past that could be re-wounded. How would somebody know if, if that is the
1: case? Well, I think their first reaction is going to be, oh no, that's not true. He hurt me and I'm just upset because he hurt me. But, and I'm not, and I'm not. I'm not downing that. I'm not putting that as something second. I'm saying, yes, he hurt you. Yes, he isn't fulfilling his role. Yes, he has has tarnished the armor of the, of the knight and shining armor that he's supposed to have in rescuing the maiden. He's tarnished that. And so you as a maiden probably feel a bit lonely and a bit rejected. And that's real and it's very very honest and it's very true because his brokenness has taken the first priority in his life. The problem with that is is that if you were to go a little bit deeper other than just his brokenness and what's happening in your heart right now, you may find, I'm not saying always, but most of the time a wife will find that it's also dragging up her past hurts as well. We look a lot at father wounds. We look a lot at mother wounds. When a child doesn't feel completely acceptable, this wound brings up that unacceptability. It says, not only was I not accepted by my dad because he never thought I was good enough or he never he never saw me as his pretty little girl. He always saw me as one of the boys. Now I've got a husband who doesn't see my beauty either. He looks at porn instead. And so as you begin to look at those things, your past may end up affecting your present as well.
2: Well, and I think that for, I think that for women, women have a hard time when it's issues with other women. And so when you're talking about pornography or, you know, a husband that's going out and picking up prostitutes, um things like that i think it brings up a lot of wounding from just growing up sure you know growing up as going from a little girl into your adolescence and puberty and all of this you know you start you know just not feeling good enough i'm not i'm not this you know just the comparisons with uh with other girls that kind of come up in society and so as you're going through this, you may get to a place in your adulthood where you're okay with that. But then something like this comes into your marriage and zap, you know, you're like challenged again. Oh, my gosh, you know, my husband is, you know, he's looking at this or he's looking at that. And I just want to kind of interject here, you know, one thing that's interesting, because a lot of times, you know, it may be the husband is is looking at... um Homosexual pornography. And that's a that's. I mean, that's like an exceptional uh, feeling that a wife comes through, because how do you even compete with a man? Sure. You know, you've got, you've got the women that are feeling like they're having to compete with these, you know, these porn stars and, you know, prostitutes and things like that. Well, what is my husband, you know, and it's kind of that challenge there. Absolutely. Who am I compared to this other female? But then when it comes to a husband that's looking at homosexual porn, it's like, wow. You know, just a big question mark in her life because it's like, what do I do with this and how do I even You know, how do I even go there?
1: Sure. Which I think is the, I think that even drives the point home even better that that's when it really isn't about her. Her worth has to be in who she is.
4: I realize
1: that it shakes her foundation. I realize that it says to her, you know, this is not okay. This is not normal. This is not what I want, regardless of what he looks at. But it does come back then to her having to look at herself and say, who am I in spite of what he does?
2: Well, it really is about her to the point where, you know, you just get you get down with God and you just, you know, because you don't want that root of bitterness in your life. Sure. Because it is his sin.
1: Absolutely. You know,
2: it is his sin. And why should his sin change who you are?
1: Absolutely. You
2: know, because you don't want your heart to change. You don't want your heart to become ba- bitter and, and just resentful and angry. You know, and you can even get out of a marriage. You can even move on, you know. But if you take that anger and that bitterness with you, I can guarantee you that you will take that with you. And if you start to get into another relationship, you're going to jump right back into that. You're going to have that bitterness with you. And there are no guarantees that you're not going to be approached with this again.
1: Absolutely, and and as we said earlier, we're talking to to wives who've also just been hurt by their husbands as well. You're never going to find a, a marriage where you're not going to be disappointed and hurt. Exactly. And this thing is—I mean, it is painful, and and you're absolutely right. It's a painful place. It begins to tell a wife that she's worthless. But the important thing there is, is yes, it is about her, but it, it's also, and I know that's where it gets difficult in my opinion, it's also not about her personally. It is very personal because it affects her personally, it affects who she is as a one flesh, but it is very helpful if she can begin to look at her worth apart from his brokenness. And that's all I mean by not if her, doesn't have to do with her. Her looks, her appearance, who she is, it's very much his brokenness and what he does to deal with his own inadequacies and insecurities.
2: Exactly. And I just want to again say that we are Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and our show is Healing Hidden Wounds. We are a live call-in talk show, and we just want to offer that if you have any questions, um... We would just want to offer for you to give us a call. The number is 210-340-9585.
1: And maybe you're not uh, interested in sharing anything on the, on the radio tonight, but you'd like to ask a question or you'd like to make a comment. You're welcome to write in at info at com. We'd be glad to get, take your questions and email back to you any answers that we might have. Again, we're talking tonight about hurt, hurting wives. Uh, we have a, a wives' retreat coming up this next weekend. It starts Friday around noon and ends Sunday around noon. And it is called journeytojoy.org. It's a great time of wives helping wives. There's other wives who come and help uh, other hurting wives to process their own pain. Part of this is just trying to figure out how do I process the pain of a husband who's let me down, a husband who's hurt me, a a husband who I I thought was going to be different than what he is. And there's another uh, verse in Proverbs that I wrote down tonight, and I think it's a great verse to kind of cling to as well. It says, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. You know, I don't know about anybody else out there, but I haven't found too many verses where God says, put your hope in your husband or put your hope in your spouse or your wife. I haven't, I haven't found many of those. And I think that's because God knew that we were fallible human beings that would make mistakes that would hurt. And as Shay was talking about, Really, I believe in all of marriage, the bottom line struggle, the bottom line goal is to not let our hurts and our disappointments go to bitterness and resentment. Because when you begin to go to the place of bitterness and resentment, then you begin to, to draw in all kinds of pain and all kinds of darkness. Because what you begin to live off of is regret and anger And sometimes rage and revenge. And then before you know it, you just want to leave. You just want to get out of there. And that may not be God's best. There may be other things there. In my opinion, I I don't know too many times that it is God's best. He usually says, there's a great thing here. I'm calling you to this marriage because I've called you to help this person be loved out of their brokenness. And what if I'm using you to love them through their brokenness? Are you willing to take that job? And sometimes people say, no, I'm not willing to take that job. I wish that you had told me before I married this guy that he was going to struggle in this. And then I probably wouldn't have married him. And maybe that's the pain that you have to come to a journey to joy to deal with, is that I regret ever marrying him. But the bottom line there is, is what if God has called you to this marriage to love him well? to love him in spite of his brokenness, to say, you know what? I can love you even though you're hurting me because I believe it's in Luke that says it's easy to love someone who loves you. But what about a person who hates you? It's really easier to love someone who is loving you well, but what if they're not loving you? Well, can you still love them? And what if God calls you to that?
2: Well, and we were having a conversation earlier, uh, You know, just kind of talking about some of the stuff and I know that a lot of times, you know, a wife would say, well, I love my husband. You know, it's just that he doesn't, he doesn't really love me or he wouldn't do this. And I would just want the wives, you know, if you're, if you're out there and you're saying, you know, well, I love my husband. I love my husband. Just kind of sit down and, write about what is that love, write kind of what, how do I love my husband, what kind of love do I have for my husband, you know, just really look at that love, because you were talking about, you know, learning to love well, you know, and you've got the love chapter in the Bible and it. And, I mean, it's real easy to say sometimes when you're angry at somebody, you know, well, I love them, but they just don't love me. But I would just kind of challenge each person to just kind of look at what love is to them. What is their love?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's, I'm hearing from across the radio waves, I'm hearing people, perhaps wives, yelling at the radio right now saying, why are they putting all this on me? I didn't do this. I didn't cause it. I didn't ask to be married to a guy who hurt me. I didn't ask to be married to a guy who's got struggles with pornography. Why are they trying to point the finger at me and say, I'm supposed to do something when he's the one with the problem?
2: Because you don't want to have a root of bitterness. You don't want to carry anger in your heart. It's not, it's not a life worth living. It isn't. You know, if when you get to a place where you become angry and you become bitter, then you are letting someone else define your life. And I would just offer that you, you know, that's just not a thing that you want wrapped around your heart. Absolutely. You want to be free and you want to be at a place of trust and a place of hope. I just wanted to read again the, the verse you shared in Proverbs. It's pro, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to read this again. It's, okay. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. You know, I just, I just wanted to reread that because, you know, sometimes that's the thing. It's trust. It's believing. It's having hope. You know? And I would just want to offer to wives and to anybody that's been hurt out there, you know, by somebody else, is it's just not worth it. You know, I've had some things in my life that I've carried around bitterness and I've carried around hurt and pain. You know, and I've made choices in my life because of that. And I think that I just want people to just think about it and just consider, you know, am I making choices to do certain things? And am I changing my life based on another person defining who I am? And not only that, I'm basing it on their sin.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, because... You know, in the grand scheme of things, I think that people, you know, I can only offer to you, and maybe this is too, you know, pie in the sky to, oh, he's trying to put a pretty Christian bow on something, but I'm not. I really am saying, you know, what if the Christian life, what if learning to live as Christ lived is best played out through our marriage? when people who we're married to don't fulfill us and don't meet our needs and do fail us and don't always come through, and yet we're still called to love them, just as Jesus continues to love us even through our brokenness.
2: And it is a challenge, but I don't know that that's God's perfect plan. Which part? That... You are in the marriage to better yourself.
1: No, I am I guess I don't think I'm saying that we're in a marriage to better ourselves, but what if in the process of learning how to love someone who doesn't always love us the way we want to be loved, what if that is finding what real love means, which is not loving because of what you get out of it, but loving someone because God's teaching you how he loves we love because he first loved us
2: and i i see what you're saying i guess i'm just offering that that's not god's perfect plan because he has written in the bible and if we if we both love well and if we love in the ways that god has showed us to love and spoken to us to love if if each person the husband and the wife are are giving their love and offering their love based on God, then you have the kind of love and marriage that God has called you to.
1: Sure, but what if one side of that's not doing that?
2: I don't understand.
1: Well, I think it's just a process of trying to figure out how do we love even when someone's hurt us? How do we keep loving even when someone's hurt us? And, and it's kind of learning that, that, that verse of allowing God to be our hope when there doesn't seem to be any other hope. And so that's kind of the, the, the ending of tonight's radio show is of, of trying to decide how do I best love even when someone doesn't love me? Or isn't loving me well, I should say? How do we keep loving? Because love is patient, and love is kind, and love is not self-serving, and love doesn't keep a record of wrong, even when the other person seems to do things that hurt us. And so we thank you for listening in tonight. We, uh, we are sponsoring a retreat this weekend called Journey to Joy. Uh, for wives, it is a retreat for healing for wives who've gone through struggles with their husband's hurts and sexual brokenness. And, uh, you're welcome to get information about the radio, about the upcoming retreat by visiting www.journeytojoy.org. Uh, we also actually have a retreat for uh, folks who want to be free from same-sex attraction, we have that retreat coming up in March. It'll be March 20th weekend. Uh, if you'd like more information on that, you can also visit our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com.
2: And you can also contact us at our, at our ministry number, which is 210-887-9007
1: then so, that's a great p- way to get in touch with us. There's a registration page and if you know of someone who struggles in the area of same-sex attraction and, and wants freedom, you know we live a bit We live a bit in a, a, a day and age where sexuality and sin go uh, toward the more of the world's definition. So if you know of someone who'd like freedom, uh, please don't uh, hesitate to have them contact us. We enjoy you listening tonight. We thank you for, your, for listening. Uh, may you join us next week. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here you found Christ's hope healing and restoration shadow of his wings is a 501 c3 nonprofit ministry and this radio show is listener supported please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do